Hey, it's Colton Lindsay with The Colton Lindsay Show, and I want to say thanks for listening to today's episode where I interview people that are creating awesome real estate sales businesses, making financial freedom happen, and ultimately living an amazingly fulfilled life. Today's episode was sponsored by the WGR Academy, where you can get a copy of the five levels of a real estate agent training absolutely free at www.the5levels.com. That's T-H-E, the number five, levels.com. Also, the WGR Mastermind is accepting applications right now for agents that are committed to grow their business, grow their financial freedom, and live a fulfilled life. You can apply now at www.thewgrmastermind.com. That's thewgrmastermind.com. Thank you for listening in. Hope you enjoyed the show. We appreciate you. Get on the Summit waiting list. It's going to be this September in Dallas, the 19th to the 21st. Here's the speaker lineup. We got Danny Morrell from Relentless Coaching and Relentless Events and Intero Real Estate. He's gonna be there, billion dollars in sales last year with his company. We've got Joshua Smith, for you guys know him over GSD mode, $300 million in sales with his team per year, uh, and an amazing coach and trainer and a friend of mine. We've got Ricky Carruth, has a million dollars a year in commissions out of Alabama, over 100 units per year with zero to diamond. We got Brian Casella, he is social media influencer and real estate badass himself. He's going to be there. Chasten Miles, who is crushing it with YouTube and growing his business and helping us there in Dallas. And then we're going to have some panels with Nick Good. We got uh, Matt Kelderman. Uh, we got uh, Brian Forrest and another panel that we're putting together as well. They do over 300 home sales a year as a t- as, uh, in, together as well. So let's get Sean on. Make sure to click that link. Get on the wait list. Sean, I'm going to bring you on the camera, my man. Sean, can you hear me? Hey. I can. Yes. Fantastic. How are you doing? I love my life. Thank you so much. Hey, let's get into this. So you told me 4,000, over 4,000 homes sold, billion dollars in sales volume. You were the president of Maps Coaching uh, and you're the founder of Icon Coaching and the author of the SOAR program. Is that right? Did I, did I get all that in there? That's right. Yes. The SOAR training program, guys, it's taking North America by storm. It's uh, an acronym stands for success other agents realize. So really, it's based in the proven best practices. So it's not only my and my team's 4,000 sales, it's all of the hundreds of coaching clients that we've got here. And it's really based in what is working in today's real estate economy and and marketing tactics, strategies, techniques that are going to increase your production and profit. In fact, it's four full days of presentation that's completed over a a 28-day period. Now, the average agent in just 28 days does eight new contracts, including buyer agency, listing contracts, and properties placed under contract. In Antonio, How many Texas, of you guys a couple of weeks ago, they ended up at 14.2 contracts in just 28 days. Yes, sir. So here's what I'm going to yes, do. That's a lot of information coming with, with these guys. So here's what I want to back up. Okay. So in 90 seconds, give us uh, the 90-second the, the version of how you got started and where you're at today in business. I got licensed when I was 20 years old, and I got to tell you, I didn't know much. I, I had a solid work ethic, and I just grounded out. And within uh, 18 months, though, as a buyer's agent on the team, probably one of the first buyer's agents, I was closing over 100 buyer side transactions per year with one assistant, and ultimately did take over the team after being a listing specialist for a couple of years, and then successfully exiting that team by selling that organization. Uh, Now, that was after, though, I I started a mortgage company, which seemed like a natural line extension, then a title company, and then a land development company, and ultimately a home building company. The idea was six income streams on one transaction, right? 
where I got paid when I represented the development company as the realtor. I got paid when we got our entitlements and pulled curb gutter water sewer in place and we sold the lots to the builder. Uh, of course, we collected a supervision fee through that process and, and made more money that way. And then whether it was pre-sold or not, the real estate company listed it. The mortgage company did provided the financing, the title insurance pr provided the insurance and everything we did was above a million bucks. So uh, chances are the buyer of our property had a home they needed to sell. So the cycle started again for the real estate company, the mortgage company, the title company. And man, I got to tell you, it worked. It worked really well until 2008, right? So it was <laughs> rags to riches. And you know, I, I got caught with 16 land developments, over a hundred homes under construction, a five and a half million dollar restaurant that I'd built. Uh, a series of car washes in the Denver market and everything just fell apart, man. I mean, the wheels came off. And uh, so I, I had to kind of reinvent myself through this process. Now, considering what I'd completed in real estate, I was asked to be on the stages of you know, NAR and many state associations, as well as companies like irealisexceed.com, uh, Gary Keller with Keller Williams, Remax, Century 21, you know, name them. I, I was presenting about 200 days per year and, uh, you know, after the market crashed, I said, you know, where did I find the most fulfillment? And it was really adding value to people, seeing them, you know, increase their, their careers trajectory, their production, their profit to really drive the cars they want to drive, live in the houses they want to live in. And so I, I consider that to be my purpose on the face of this earth is to save people from that, that terrible financial downturn that I personally went through mm -hmm. and ultimately just increase their careers trajectory. So that's what Icon Coaching is all about, to help people you know, with the proven best practice, get the traction that they deserve in this business. So, so let's, let's, let's pause for a second. I just want to, first of all, appreciate you, right? Like, I don't know how my life keeps getting blessed to just like have conversations with people like you. Like, I don't even know how this conversation is happening, but it is. And I'm very, very grateful for them because when I do these interviews, I think I learn as much or more than the people that listen to it. So thank you for being here. Cause I know I'm going to learn a lot from you. So how did you get into real estate? You were 20 years old. How were you, how'd you even get into real estate? Why real estate? <laughs> well, first off, uh, my mother, who's a powerhouse of this industry. Um, mm -hmm. I, I always said growing up, you know, even though I was answering phones at her office when I was 16 and I was helping run errands and, and I was her flyer distributor in her farm areas, me and my brother, we'd sit in her trunk and she would drive us around the neighborhood and we'd run up to the doors and put up flyers and all of that. And I always said, there's no way in hell I'm ever going to get into real estate. <laughs> I mean, no <laughs> way. I just rejected it. And then, um, you know, I, I, for my birthday present, my 20th birthday present, my mother bought me a real estate course to get licensed. And, uh, you know, I, I did my first deal prior to getting licensed. It was back in the days of, um, non uh, excuse me yeah non-qualifying assumptions now this goes back a long ways away i mean this is 1990 and i was uh 18 and a half maybe 19 years old and i bought my first property on a non-qualifying assumption you know i didn't have the job history but i did have four thousand dollars that i'd saved up and that's what it took to assume this person's mortgage i didn't even have to qualify they just mm -hmm. signed the mortgage over to me i took over payments and i put in you know new carpet i painted the place uh, freshen it up with some new tiles, new countertops, and we put it back in the market. My my fiance at the time, now my wife of 28 years, um, we put it back in the market about 90 days later. And you know we're not even 20 years old, and we net $60,000 out of this Ooh. one transaction. And back in those days, $60,000 was a lot of money. Today it doesn't take right. you very far. Yeah. Yet it was a lot of money to us, and I was hooked. I was absolutely hooked. And uh, so got my real estate license at 20. Got into the sales game, and um, really uh, was able to, through coaching, through being open to other perspectives uh, of how to do this business, was able to really crush it in real estate sales and just really blessed and grateful for everything that, uh, that I've learned through this process. 
Awesome. So gang, here's, here's what I want to ask. Do you, how many of you guys know who Diana Kokoska is? Put a yes in the comments or have heard of Maps Coaching. I mean, Maps Coaching probably is the biggest coaching company in real estate today, if not close to it, I would imagine. And you were yeah. the, the president of that company for how many years? Yes, sir. I was uh, involved with that organization uh, just under five years at that level. Prior to that, I was actually uh, collaborating with Diana, you know, writing the BOLD program, presenting the BOLD program, three to four cities every single week. Many of the listeners have probably experienced that program. And, you know, ideally I was their facilitator of it. Yet uh, just a lot of fulfillment comes from that course in terms of mindset and just the, the personal growth that people go through. Uh, one of the BOLD laws is, you know, your business is going to grow to the extent that you personally grow. And I got to tell you, those were probably some of the most growth years of my life, you know, going city to city and helping people improve their, their income in the process. It was so much fun. That's awesome. So guys, here's what I need you to do is I need you to turn your notifications on and I need you to hit the share button. Okay. Also put in the comments where you're from. We want to know where you guys are from and make sure you check out that link at the WGR Summit coming up this September, the 19th to the 21st. So Sean, how many years you've been in, in the real estate industry now? What's that like 50, 60, uh, 28 years? 28 years. Exactly. 28 years. It's uh, it's more like 75 with the wind chill factor, but yeah, it's uh, 28 years. So right. good stuff, so, man. Learned a lot you, through that process. I would imagine almost 33 decades. You know, here's one of the things that, um, for me, I realized that there's three pieces. One is my business. One is my profitability or my financial freedom. And then the third is my personal fulfillment. I always tell people I was financially free at 31, miserable by 32, right? And um, so talk to us about this. Like, why do we see so many realtors having a successful business, but still being broke? And how do they shift that? How do they change it to profitability versus just big revenues? Well, first off, they're, they're not holding their money accountable, frankly. Uh, they're buying leads, thinking that that's the magic bullet. It's the easiest way to go about it. Most people want to choose the path of least resistance. So they, they have a couple of closings one month. They got a couple of thousand dollars extra, and they decide, well, I'm just going to go out to you know, Zillow or Realtor.com, and I'm just going to buy a bunch of leads. And of course, I'm going to convert them, and I'm going to get a return on the investment. Yet rarely do they come back to check, did I actually get a return on investment? Here's my input. Stop buying leads. <laughs> focus on listing lead generation. One of the reasons I decided to branch off and start Icon Coaching is because I saw people trying to build teams and they were doing it in a way that it wasn't profitable. I'm sure they had a million dollars in gross income, yet what was left over at the end of the day, they couldn't even pay their taxes on April 15th, for Christ's sakes, because they weren't holding their money accountable. One of the biggest challenges I see uh, is that how they're compensating their teammates. They're taking all the risk. I, I say compensate your people based on results, not hourly or salary. Um, and they're saying, well, how do I find people to do that? Well, you've got to create your value proposition. You've got to you know, show them that you can train them on how to be successful. I mean, let's face it, the attrition rate in real estate today, well, it's over 70% after a three-year period. It's darn near 80%. So you have a one in five shot of making it three years in this industry, really? Mm. Well, I think it's so, because people wait, are going about me, it the wrong way. Let me back something up because you said you got to have the skills to train these people. And, and you said something at the beginning of this podcast is you, you had to kind of grind it out. And I don't really love the word grind, but what I hear you say is like, listen, I had to go to fucking work and I had to do the deal. I had to make it happen. So two questions is one is how do you get that hunger the inside of you to just go do the work? And number two is what do we need to do before we can go train? What skills do we need to learn before we can go train and hire and build a team? All right. So first, how do you get the passion? For me, it's maybe different than a lot of people on this call. I'm motivated through the contrast, quite frankly. It's not about what I'm going to gain. It's about 
what pain can I eliminate by doing this, right? Mm -hmm. Meaning if I don't lead generate every day in this business, then I'm going to wind up broke. And if I'm broke, mm -hmm. I can't make my car payment. I can't make my house payment. The car's going to be repossessed. The house is going to be foreclosed. And mm -hmm. that, that, that contrast is what really motivated me. In fact, every morning I would get up, I'd be getting ready for the day. And I'd say to myself in the mirror, I'd say, Sean, you're unemployed until you can find a buyer or seller who's willing to sign an agency agreement with you. And I made that the number one priority. And the bottom line is this, those that take care of their own priorities first are the ones that are going to win this game. Now your priorities as a realtor are really simple. There's just five things. That's it. Just five. Okay. I mean, sure. There's a thousand things you could do. There's five things you should do. First is to practice your skills every day, your objection yeah. handlers, your scripts, your dialogues, to be able to speak articulately to people to demonstrate that you've got confidence critical. So practicing your skills, number one, number two, lead generation. Every single day, guys, I'm talking about calling expireds for sale bound or circle prospecting, your personal sphere of influence, business to business prospecting, whatever modality you wanna to use to increase your lead flow. Think about it, your phone doesn't cost you a cent. Well, sure, it costs you a little, a couple of cents, but- But you're gonna have it, they're gonna, totally different. everyone's got a phone, right? Like everyone's gonna have it even if they're broke, <laughs> you've got a phone today. It's, yeah, so better way to say that, no additional expense, right? So to lead generate every day, then of course, lead follow-up. I mean, the fortune is in the follow-up and thanks to the digital marketing revolution today, the leads, buyer and seller leads have now developed the ability to self-identify way too early in this process. Meaning they, they wake up two o'clock in the morning, they fill out some web form on Zillow. Next thing you know, the realtor gets some email that they've got a lead and the, the realtor's all excited. Guys, they're not a lead at all. They're not even a prospect. They're more of a suspect at this phase. So two distinct phases, thanks to the digital marketing revolution, right? The first bucket would be the dreaming phase. They're just dreaming about it. They're thinking about it, right? They're thinking about buying a home or listing theirs and buying another one. Um, and yet they're identified, you know, 18 months, two years early. So the challenge is if we ignore them during the dreaming phase, they're gonna ignore us when they get to the second phase, which is the buying and listing phase. So having your technology set up and the leverage points there through automation to nurture these prospects through the sequence is absolutely critical. Um, if you're using an Excel spreadsheet to track the leads, stop that. Don't go 1990s on me, right? Seriously, get a powerful <laughs> CRM tool and know how to use it. The, the, part of the other challenge is that people get a CRM, they're paying for this platform, and they only know how to use about three to five percent of the capabilities mm -hmm. of the program. It's those that really invest the time to learn how the system works, who can effectively manage the system, right? So whatever it takes to train yourself to be able to use those tools, the technology, technology is a massive leverage point for our industry. Right. So, so let's um, let's let's pause because I know you can keep going. I want to hold off. First, I got to plug Mojo Sales because I love Mojo. Go to Mojo. They're great CRM. Right. But you're talking about, listen, you've got to create a network, a database. And I want your feedback or your, your take on this, Sean. Several years ago, I attended a production retreat with Mike Ferry event. He said, listen, 25 percent of your business should come from your database, your, your SOI. 75 percent should come from like FISBOs and expireds. And it like blew my mind. Like, wait a second. What I hear you saying is like, maybe we should be building a database and having a way to maintain it and stay in touch with them during this dreaming phase. Is that, am I making this up or, or tell me about this? No, that's exactly right. Uh, recognizing that once a lead is identified in today's world, they're probably uh, 12 months out. And if you ignore them when they're just thinking about it, you're not going to develop the ability to position yourself in their, in, in their minds. Now, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. First rule of position wait, is consistency. Wait, wait, so hold on, hold on. So you mean if they if they don't answer after three calls or three rings, I shouldn't throw that lead away forever? 
<laughs> well, that's what most of them do. In fact, top producer did a case study for all of us guys. Now tune in because uh, what they did is tracking through five street and the number of leads that were, they were providing to realtors. What they found through this case study is the average agent attempted to reach the lead just 1.2 times on average. Now in the same case study, they suggest that if you attempt to reach the prospect six times over a six day period, then your ability to convert them from a prospect to a client increases by hear this 900%, 900%. And yet we all have this inner voice. I call it MIC, M-I-C, stands for my inner cynic, right? The my inner cynic voice is telling you, don't call them again. You just called them yesterday or don't call them again this afternoon. You just tried them this morning. Don't you dare send that text. Wait a couple of days, right? You're going to look desperate. Don't listen to that inner voice. Just keep being consistent in your lead follow-up. Once you get them on the phone, find out what is their plan? How can you help them solve whatever problems they have in front of them? And of course, sharpen your skills through practice. So let me get back to those five things. I forgot that I kind of went off on a tangent yep, there. Go, I apologize. Go, go, go. Practice, I regenerate, lead follow-up. And when you do... No, no problem. When you do those three things right, you guys, the natural byproduct is the next two things on what I deem your 20% job description list. And that's more appointments to go on and more contracts to negotiate, right? So the first three things, practice, lead generate, lead follow-up, consistency is the key. And when you do those three things right every day, the next two things, more appointments, more contracts to negotiate, simple as that. I'm Guys, I'm just going to tell you, that whole thing as far as your follow-up in six days, and I know this is a free podcast, but that was worth hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to your future income. Like that piece of this podcast, I want you to pay attention to that. So let's dive in, Sean. When we're, when we're creating this network, this database, what do these guys need to be doing? What do we need to be doing to nurture these leads over the, the dream phase, the 18-month period? Well, first, I think uh, a lot of people don't bring intentionality to the size of database that they want. Now, the research that we've done um, when I was back with Keller Williams in the writing and rewriting The Millionaire Real Estate Agent, they suggest that for every 12 people in your database, there's two deals to be had. Okay, meaning, uh, and the reason it's a 12 to 2 ratio instead of 1 in 6 is because one of those leads is going to be somebody actually in your database that wants to buy, sell, or invest in real estate. Another one of those leads is that they know somebody who wants to buy, sell, or invest in real estate. So I think first, setting goals as to how large you want this database to be, and then identifying the strategies and tactics on how you're going to build it. So uh, I'll, I'll just give you, because I wanted to really make some of these points actionable, something that you could implement and deploy immediately in your business. I'm going to suggest that you know business-to-business -business prospecting for agents is really underutilized. I, I could probably imagine that there's probably only a handful of agents in whatever market area you're in that agents actually take this seriously. Meaning when you think about business to business prospecting, I want you to think about networking and creating networking relationships with what I deem um, linchpins within your community. I'm talking about CPAs, um, trust attorneys, probate attorneys, divorce attorneys for that matter, painters, uh, whatever industry that you can possibly think of the uh, beauticians, barbers. I mean, these people have hundreds of people in their chair every week and they have to have something to talk about. If somebody's going to get into real estate or, or they're thinking about selling or buying, chances are their beautician or their barber is going to know before a real estate agent does, right? <laughs> so yeah. let's just take like a painter, for example. If you use this simple little script that I'm going to share with you, it's uh, about a, for every contact you make, you're liable to schedule one appointment. So about a hundred percent conversion rate, okay? So it's really simple. And let's just assume that I'm, I'm going to call a painter, Okay. See, if I were to list my home, 
first thing I would probably do is contact a painter and just say, hey, I want you to do a little touch-up paint because I mean, every house needs a little touch-up paint, right? And mm -hmm. I'd probably describe to the painter that I was thinking about selling my house. So understanding that, I might call you up out of the blue and just say, hi, it's Sean Kokosko over at XYZ Realty. Hey, I found your contact information on Yelp. I see that you got a whole bunch of positive reviews there. And as a full-time professional realtor in our market area, I'm sure you can imagine that from time to time, I come across prospects, clients, and past clients that are in need of a great painter. Let me just ask, are you taking new clients at this time? To which they always say what? Yeah, of course. Yeah, perfect, perfect. So tell me, when can I meet up with you just for five minutes? Maybe I buy you a cup of coffee or something like that. I wanna just meet you. I wanna collect some of your promotional materials. I mean, perhaps we could be of assistance to one another. Is it usually mornings or afternoon? Uh, usually afternoon and then you, for me. Yeah, so you, you set the appointment. You keep your promise, just five minutes, right? You collect their promotional materials. You share some of yours with them. Get their cell phone number. That's a critical step, okay? And then about an hour after the meeting, I want you to send them a text saying, it was such a pleasure to meet you today. Thank you for your time. I really look forward to networking with you. To which they're gonna respond, I look forward to networking with you too. And then a couple of days later, I'm gonna follow up with them by phone again. I'm gonna say, hey, I wanna let you know I've got your promotional materials, I've copied them. I added it to my listing presentation, my buyer presentation and our vendor list here. And uh, I've got my eyes open for you. So I'm just curious, who do you know right now who's looking to buy a home, sell a house or invest in real estate that I could call today? Mm, awesome. So see, you're, you're putting the wood in the furnace first. You follow me? You can't yep. cook the, kick the side of a wood burning stove and say, hey, give me heat and I'll give you wood. No, you gotta put the wood in first. You gotta ignite it. You gotta make it burn with just white heat intensity. And that's how you create relationships in the business to business capacity. And before you know it, you start getting multiple referrals from this networking group that you've created. Now there's nothing that says you can't have 10 CPAs in this networking group, right? Yeah. And frankly, with the new tax reform, chances are a home seller is gonna contact their CPA and say, hey, I'm thinking about selling my house. Is there any negative ramifications from the IRS with the new tax reform? Right. So, so, so bottom so, line is find them before, before they find somebody else. That right there, money guys here's what's important number one you got to be setting appointments every week number two you got to improve that skill set the ability to communicate sales and leadership but three you got to be growing your network we got to be growing our network right and then let's talk about how do we just keep continuing to after we put people in the network how do i keep those relationships fresh am i just calling them am i doing anything else for them what, what are we doing here Oh, I mean, it's a consistency around how you're going to communicate with them. And there's so many different ways to communicate with people today, right? I mean, you've got your social media and to hit them up with instant messages and text messages, uh, video messages, emails, telephone calls, I mean, direct mail. I think you've got to utilize every facet that's available to you to make certain that you're positioning yourself in their mind. By the way, one of my favorite books of marketing is that book, Positioning by Trout and Rice. And what was written back in the 1970s, guys, these principles apply today, even with social media and digital marketing, they apply today just like they did back then. And it's my Bible as it relates to marketing. If you haven't read it, I encourage you to pick that book up. Yet the first rule of positioning is consistency. You can't just disappear for three kinda, months and expect them to remember your name. Consistency is kind of that rule in everything, right? Consistently lead generate, consistently show up, consistently work on your business, consistently drink smoothies, consistently go to the gym, consist, everything's about consistency, right? So that's, today, that's exactly to, right. guys, we have the ability, if you're collecting their information, Facebook and Google are amazing because now it's something I can upload that, create a targeted audience 
And for video view, 10 cents or less, we can get views of these people checking out your message during their dream stage on their cell phone at two in the morning when they're going to the bathroom, at four in the afternoon when they're going through Wall Street Journal, whatever it is, people are addicted to their phones and you can get in front of them for very expensive. Let's talk about the messaging that you're keeping in front of these people, whether it's through a postcard, through digital marketing, what is the messaging that we're delivering to this network? I think first it starts with a sincere desire to earn their business. And every one of these points of communication should should have something in there or on there that, that tells them how they can send you referral business as well and just how easy that actually is. So I, I think it's um, essentially at Keller Williams, we developed the 33 touch program. So it's a, a series of telephone calls. I would recommend at least one call to that database every single quarter. Now, the challenge in that is that people say, yeah, that's a good idea. They write it down. They add it part of their business plan. Then it's March 31st, the last day of Q1. And they're like, crap, I have to call 2000 people today and it's not going to happen. So to break it up and, and approach that more systematically, meaning there's 26 letters in the alphabet, right? There's 52 weeks in the year. If you do the math on this, you'll see that I'm right. If you just took two letters of the alphabet every single week saying, meaning if your last name begins with A or B, well, I'm going to call you this week. If it begins with C or D, I'm going to call you next week, E and F and so on and so forth. And when we follow that very little sim simple system, you break it down into bite-sized pieces, then you will have, have reached out to everybody in that database once per quarter. It's really that simple. So uh, telephone is always going to be your best bet. I mean, I've never sold a house for somebody or sold a house to somebody without having a conversation. So <laughs> the bottom line is, is the people who are really crushing it have just figured out how to give an inordinate amount of time to the five things that I told you about earlier, right? Lead generate, lead follow-up, practicing your skill, and of course, going on appointments, negotiating contracts. So um, I call that the 20% work, by the way, and I'm referencing Pareto's principle here, the 80-20 rule meaning 20% of your actions in real estate will yield a minimum of 80% of your results. And again, it's those that have figured out how to give an inordinate amount of time to the 20% work, delegating the 80% stuff to somebody else. Those are the ones that are really getting on, which by the way, leads me to a point I want to bring up because a lot of people ask me, what's the difference between icon coaching and maps coaching or Tom Ferry or Mike Ferry or Brian Buffini for that matter. And really the difference is here, uh, because I was president of MAPS business training and I, I consulted with companies like McDonald's and FedEx and Panasonic and Sport Clips and T-Mobile and Genentech and about a thousand others you've never heard of, I learned a lot about business models and business development, specifically about compensation models. So while people say don't develop a team, you'll go broke in the process, they're just doing it wrong. Guys, I've figured out the secret sauce and that is the major point of differentiation to Icon Coaching is that we take those individuals who want to build a business instead of just increase their personal production. And transactional income is great. Don't get me wrong. It's fantastic. Yeah, the challenge is if you want to go to Europe for two months, uh -huh. you're not making any money in the process, right? So right. to leverage models, systems, technology, and people to truly own a business, that's what Icon Coaching does with our clients is that we help you identify the next best practice step to take to really build a business instead of just increasing your personal production. Now, increasing your personal production is also the natural byproduct of working with Icon Coaching, yet we're going to get you there and we're going to help you do it with ease and we're going to stop you from making you know, some of those mistakes that many people make that cost them tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in the process. 
I think what's cool too is because we hear a lot of people talk about, hey, you build this business, you create some freedom. I, I teach financial freedom. Your past residual income pays for your desired lifestyle. And we often think it's about going to Italy for a couple of months or going and sitting on the beach or buying that Lamborghini or whatever it is. However, guys, one of the things where this really comes a benefit is when your plan gets fucked up in life and you've got a medical thing you've got to deal with or you're surprised they're going through a divorce or you know you've got some stuff you got to be really focused on your kids these unforeseen things that weren't part of your game plan that's where this business and owning the business and creating financial freedom will really benefit you it's when you didn't plan on it that it really stands out yeah, i'm glad you said that um which is why i think that that new exp model well it's not so new yet uh, i think that's why it's catching on fire right now i've never seen a company that has has grown as quickly as exp has and it's because of that opportunity for agents to create residual income so i mean two ways to think about this right you got transactional income which is great yet if you're not producing you're not making any money residual mm -hmm. income well that just shows up month after month like clockwork and that exp model i, I gotta tell you i probably get five calls a day into our office, people asking about EXP and what's, what's all the buzz, right? So uh, what I did is I, I just put together a really simple system for agents to uh, eliminate a lot of that, that benchmarking and trending and a whole bunch of Googling and researching and all that stuff. Uh, uh, we've got a seven minute video if you guys want to watch this. I just encourage you to, to just take out your cell phone, just text EXP wealth, all one word, no space in between EXP and wealth to 888-111. Just do it now. What we're going to do is you're going to immediately get a text back with a link to a short video. It's going to save wait, you a wait, lot wait. of time. I just love that embedded command. Do it now. And <laughs> that was fantastic. So are you affiliated with EXP, by the way? Uh, at, at certain levels. I coach a lot of their agents, no doubt about that. I present at a lot of their conferences. And uh, they're a huge supporter of our SOAR program because of the results agents are getting from it. And yes, I mean, it's, so, it's just so, uh, so are, it's a so great So my, my questions are, are you building residual income with, with EXP? Um, I am, and I'm helping others do the same. Absolutely. Cool. Awesome. That was my a question. A lot of others. <laughs> awesome, man. <laughs> cool. So um, yeah, I think- Yeah, you nailed me down on that. <laughs> I, I just want to know, right? This would be transparent mm -hmm. with where we're at with things. I, I mean, I, I think EXP is a great opportunity for a lot of people. I don't know if you know much about me. I was actually banned from the company of EXP, right? I was ready to move over there and ended up getting banned from the company, which here's the thing that I want guys to understand is residual passive income. There is an opportunity in EXP. I don't care if it's EXP. I don't care if it's building your business. I don't care if it's owning real estate. I don't care if it's being in the stock market or creating membership websites. The opportunities are freaking ridiculous right now. Okay. We have to be able to do is find a way to align with your values and do business there and grow and surround yourself around some amazing opportunity. So I appreciate you bringing that up, Sean. Thank you so much. So I want to, I want to shift gears a little bit before we have to wrap this up. Cause you said then 2008 came around. I got in business the fall of 2008 in 2000 uh, or sorry, fall of 2005 in 2000. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, and were like my best years because I was so stupid that I didn't know what was going on. I just kept calling and prospecting when all the I couldn't figure out why agents were losing their houses and getting their cars repaired. And these were, you know, multi-millionaire developers going bankrupt, right? So talk to us about what you went through during that time frame and what you learned during that time frame because it's only a matter of time till something comes at us again. So, so tell us what you learned about that. Yeah, and I love that question, by the way. Thank you for asking it. Because if this answer can save somebody the heartache that I had to go through, because I got to tell you, dude, it was 18 months, two years, actually, of pure hell. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
when you've got 16 land developments, over 100 homes under construction, all above a million dollars, and you got buyers walking away from quarter million dollar earnest money deposits, um, yeah, it can get pretty dark and lonely and depressing and cold, right? Mm -hmm. So what I learned through this process is when you're investing in real estate, unless it's mainstream, you know, rental property, uh, the goal, by the way, is to get in and get out as quickly as possible, okay? Pay attention to what's happening economically. Now, the storm that hit us in 2008, to me, it seemed like it just came out of nowhere. However, if you, if you go back and you do the research and you see what was actually happening, the, the writing was all over the wall. And uh, so my input, just don't be greedy. Get to a position that you're playing with house chips as quickly as possible. Case in point, I was doing a land development in uh, Golden, Colorado, and um, uh, you know, I, I had uh, the home uh, or the lot or the, the land was under contract. I didn't even have to close on it. I had six months after getting entitlements to actually close on this piece of dirt. I was under contract for three million bucks. And um, the day I got my entitlements, meaning I went to the hearing, we got our, our plans stamped and approved. One of my competitors, another developer, was waiting out in the lobby for me. And he said, hey, congratulations on getting that approved. I said, well, thank you. I'm really excited to get started. He said, John, I, I know what you're under contract for and I will double what you're under contract for. I'll write you a check for $3 million. All you have to do is assign the contract to me. And I said, no, mm. <laughs> because I wanted the 8 million on the build out. And halfway through that development is when the, everything hit the fan. Even if I just sold them half the lots, I would have been playing with house chips. So yeah, there's a lot of regret in that decision. There's no doubt about that. And I just say, get in and get out as fast as you can and start playing with house chips quickly. So, so you mean house chips is with profit, playing with money you've made that is not <laughs> everything you've got, so to speak. Right. Is that right? Yeah. So meaning sometimes a half a piece of pie is better than a piece of pie, right? Right. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes, because yeah. what you're doing uh, in playing with house chips, like if you're in the development game, if you took off 50% of those lots, sold them off to other builders, uh, you took that profit to pay off your land loan. Well, then you're playing with house chips, meaning you, you have nothing into it. You have nothing at risk. And all you have to do is be able to service the property tax associated with the lots. To awesome. carry on. And had I done that, I could have weathered the storm rather than negotiating short sale after short sale after short sale after short sale, deed in lieu of foreclosure, whatever it took to get out from underneath this stuff. That's what it took. And by the way, lost everything in the process, man. Everything. Guys, how many of you guys remember 2008? You know, I actually was amazing lesson for me, which was not near what you went through. I was I mean, I was early 20s and I built a spec home for 350 and sold it for 280. And like, I was so lucky CTX Mortgage would did a one-time close with me at the time and they were going under. They ended up writing it off. I sold it on a lease purchase to someone because I had a certificate of occupancy, never made one payment to the bank. It was like a hundred percent financing deal. I ended up still making 20 grand on the deal. It's like the craziest thing, but it taught me like, listen, dude, you better know what you're doing and not be just like risking everything you got, especially you go later on in life. A book I recommend to everyone with operating your business is called Profit First. Manage Absolutely. your cash flow. You've got the number one expense for your life and your business is your profit. Pay yourself first mentality with your morning routine, with your health, with your relationships, and especially with your finances and your business. Stop taking the crumbs. Start eating up front and then take your investments and go on from there. So where are we at with today's market? Someone asked, do you think that's happening in today's market, Sean? Well, before we go there, actually, where were you emotionally during that time frame? Uh, it was dark, dude. It was really bad. It was lonely. Uh, I had a couple of partners that immediately claimed bankruptcy, left me holding the bag, and I just worked all through all that stuff. It was tough. It was lonely. It was depressing. I was adding up life insurance policies saying, would my family be okay if I weren't here? You know what I mean? 
Um, mm -hmm. And really what saved me is uh, just recognizing that, that I, I've, I've been blessed with the ability to help others. Uh, so that really became the, the driving force of my life. It became the purpose, right? It's the reason I'm, I'm still above ground. You follow yeah. me? Is yeah. to be able to, to help others achieve the financial freedom that they're after. And so my roles as being a bold coach and joining Keller Williams first as the BP, VP of growth and then being promoted to president and then MAPS business training, um, that, that all stemmed from my personal why to really help people find that fulfillment within their life and, and leveraging business to make that happen. So, you know, we've, we've invested tens of thousands of hours in model development for realtors to help them really build a business in this industry instead of just focused on personal production. So uh, guys, if you're interested in, in learning more about what that looks like, uh, same number, the 888-111, you want to just send a quick text, uh, just type in the word discovery this time, discovery to 888-111. And uh, that'll link, uh, send you back a, a scheduling link to my schedule. And we'll just get on the phone. We'll have a quick conversation about whether or not Icon is a good fit for you. And I'll share with you the specific proven methodology to show you how you can build a business. Okay. So cool. take advantage of it. So here's what I want to look at, guys, is because here's, I was 31 and financially free. Uh, and by 32, I was miserable. I remember, Sean, I was driving to listing appointments in my late twenties, smoking a joint. Like I was getting wow. drunk at two o'clock on a Wednesday. That's how I, and, and I didn't go broke, right? So my point is, is we have these negative emotions. How are we processing? And this is one thing that I just, I don't see in the real estate industry today is teaching people how to literally deal with the stress and the anxiety and the worry and the doubt. Some of it is creating amazing systems and models. But some of it has to do with our management of our psychology and our emotional state. I'm so passionate about that, guys. Please let me help you in any way. I, and you, can, Sean, I can't tell you how many from more I've opened up to people. I have regularly people, real estate professionals, making $500 million a year saying, dude, I got to go into rehab. Dude, I'm taking five to 10 oxy a day right now. Dude, I got a problem with this. Dude, I got a problem with that. And I'm so, in fact, you know, Danny Morell just popped on. He just came back from an experience. Do you know Danny Morell, by the way? I know the name. Uh, Dude, you got to you, you meet Danny Morell. His company did a billion dollars in sales last year with Intero Real Estate. He owns Relentless Events. He's got Kobe Bryant speaking events. Super cool uh, right on, guy. Yes, okay. Now, now I'm connecting. Okay, right. perfect. So, yes. so, so he, watch his social right now because he's going from the headspace to the heart space. This is what I want to impact more realtors with today because of – like you talked about that dark time, right? You're literally looking at your life insurance on will my family be better off with me dead than alive? Right, like there are so many people living in that dark space. I want to help people escape that. So let's let's move forward so we can wrap things up. I have one more question. I'm gonna really put you on the spot. Is that okay? Go for it. Okay. How has joining EXP Realty affected your relationships with people at Keller Williams? Because it seems like there's like a, a, a hometown feud when it comes to EXP and Keller Williams. Talk <laughs> to us about that. Well, hey, I, I love everybody. You know what I mean? I, I love every company that I'm not going to say anything bad about anybody or anything. I, I just think you got to find the best model that's best for you. You know, uh, I think what EXP created in terms of allowing realtors to create this uh, reoccurring revenue stream. And by the way, the difference is revenue share versus profit share. Profit mm -hmm. share to me is very subjective. And mm -hmm. you know the market center might have a great month that month, yet the operating partner says, oh, we need new furniture, new copy machines, or let's get more square footage. And this profit that's supposed to be shared with the agents, well, it doesn't quite get to the agents because it's spent elsewhere. And that's the problem with profit share. Now, the reason KW right. has to do that is because they're brick and mortar. 
I mean, they've got yeah. many expenses. With eXp, it's a, a virtual environment, a virtual environment that really doesn't have expenses associated with it. So what eXp is able to do is share that revenue that they would have otherwise spent, you know, to the regional directors, the operating partners, and and you know, spending all that money on on brick and mortar and all the systems that come along with that. And they're able to then share it back with the agents. To me, the model works. And I've, I've helped a ton of agents just create that, that monthly revenue share. Uh, some of them in excess of, you know, I, I'm going to say it out loud. Some of them in excess of $300,000 a month. So um, quite a bit of revenue. If you guys are interested sure. in that again. Yeah, just, just to so, so text EXP Wealth to 888-111. Watch that short little video. And then if you have additional interest, just reach out to me. So here's what I want you guys to pay attention to is, is number one is get your question answered. Great salespeople get their questions answered. I asked him a question and he did great talking about EXP, which go check it out. Go check his information. I want to encourage everyone to do that. How did it affect your relationships with Gary Keller, with Diana Kokoska, with these people that you worked very closely with? When we, how, how did that shift? Because this, this is a very big shift. You went from like Keller Williams, very big company, 160,000 agents, to EXP that's growing ridiculously fast. I mean, you're seeing the CEO and founder, or sorry, the founder of EXP putting up Donkey Kong because Gary's calling him Donkey Kong. Like, how did this affect these close relationships? Well, uh, frankly, I don't know yet. So we'll see. This is all relatively new and any big announcement hasn't been made outside of today. So <laughs> <laughs> I want you guys to learn from Sean on his communication skills because they are fantastic, by the way. So thank you. I appreciate you so much for being here, man. Check out these links or these text messages that he said to go check out. You have to go rewind. Give your information again so these guys have it and they can check it out and get a real authentic feedback on it. You bet. You can either just uh, text EXP Wealth to 888-111 or Discovery if you want to talk about coaching and what that would look like for you to own a business in this space instead of just focusing on personal production. Uh, so it's Discovery to 888-111 or EXP Wealth, all one word, to 888-111. You'd also find us online at iconcoachingre.com um, or here's my personal email. Feel free to email me. It's S-H-O-N at iconcoachingre.com. Guys, it's, it's my passion. It's my where I get the most fulfillment is to be able to help you accomplish your goals in real estate sales. Cool. Awesome. I appreciate you being here. I want to be very clear. I'm not personally affiliated with eXp. Sean is. Make sure you talk to him. I don't want any more people asking me about eXp because they have nothing to do with the company. <laughs> Go to the people that are in the freaking company. Thank you so much, Sean, for being here. I appreciate you. We'll talk more to you soon. We'll see you later. It's my pleasure. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, guys, here's what I need you to do. I need you to click on this link I'm about to drop. It's wgrsummit.com. You guys need to show up. We've got two and a half days of going from a level one to a level five. I'm going to teach you step-by-step step to identify where you're at and where to go. First to level three, you're doing 40 deals or more every single year. Then we're going to take you beyond that 7,500 plus deals a year. I'll give you an example. Shauna Overman. Uh, she's a great friend of mine. She's been in my programs for three years. She's on track for 180 units this year. She was on our Alliance call today. She's like, I can't even keep track of the amount of closings. By the end of June, I'll have somewhere around 80 to 85 closed transactions. Freaking ridiculous. Three years ago, she was broke, doing less than 40 deals a year, financial shambles. Three years later, her entire life has shifted. But you know what's her best thing she's discovered? More personal fulfillment. That's what I want for you guys. I do want to talk about a couple of things with Keller Williams and the XP because I wasn't planning on talking about this, but Fuck, we're here, so I'm going to share on it. Number one is totally agree with Sean on the idea of Keller Williams. I used to be with Keller Williams. I learned so much that I'm so thankful for the people there. But the one thing that irritated me is you had the investors 
never making money on the model. Why? Because also you had some key investors that owned the building. And so now all of a sudden expenses were going to benefit certain owners in the company, never benefited the agents. So your profit share I had 56 people in my downline. I made $3,500 a year. I would have had a ridiculous downline at eXp. I'm not suggesting you go to eXp. Here's my concern with eXp. In fact, I would recommend if you want past residual income, do not go to eXp if it's your main source because you have zero control of the outcome, right? Everything we got to do with our finances and our passive or residual income is about maintaining control. Number one, we got to have cash flow management. Number two, financial literacy. Number three, buy assets or create them. Number four, create tax-free wealth. Number five is have an asset tax plan, generational wealth plan. Number six is a financial blueprint and emotional state that's awesome around money, okay? That's how you create this wealth and this financial freedom. The challenge is, is you're putting the outcome future financially into someone else's hands. Check this out, eXp is owned like 70% of it by two people, by two people. It's not an agent owned company, number one. Number two is who knows what their model is going to do. Some of these guys are making $300,000 a month, awesome. How are they spending it? We gotta make sure that you're moving that money into something else that creates past residual income. Too many people do this in our industry. They make a ton of money and they buy liabilities. Liabilities make us slaves to paying interest to other people. We want interest coming to us over and over again. So when the market shifts, who knows what's gonna happen? If the margins dip down, can they continue? Do agents freak out when they can't sell homes? Do they go to other companies? I don't know, but I know that I'm not willing to put myself at that risk. The other thing is, is I think their fucking value system is so fucked up, right? Listen, this is our life, our show, our reality. Everyone that knows the WGR brand is about make a difference. That's what we stand for. That's what we teach our clients, our, our local real estate clients, our coaching clients, right? We are about making a difference. There is a new world of business going on. Older school business is not happening anymore. And then there's this new school of business, but there's space in between like Ricky Cruz, like Danny Morell, Joshua Smith, like Brian Casella. We're seeing it expand more and more. It's where we're being our authentic self and we're honest with you guys for too long. And you see this with a lot of people, even, and I'll, I'll bring this out with Sean, like he didn't even want to talk about his relationship with, with what's going on at Keller Wind. Dude was president of Maps company. And I asked him a question, he avoided it. And I know offense to him because it's a sensitive subject, but let's get fucking authentic. Let's talk about the real shit in our lives and let's stop dancing around with a fucking facade, a mask on because it's my life, my show, my reality. And I need peace. I need tranquility. When we mask shit up and we avoid shit, doesn't matter how much money we make or how big our business is. If we're suffering in the inside. That's our choice. Pain is guaranteed in this lifetime, ladies and gentlemen. Suffering is the choice. Now we gotta end that suffering. You can do it by building an awesome business, creating cash flow, number one. Number two is managing that cash flow and creating financial freedom, number two. Number three is emotional state management to create personal fulfillment. That's what you're after. If eXp is a part of that, awesome. Keller is part of it, awesome. Intero, awesome. The WGR brand, awesome. But chase that and do it in this moment. Do it now. Thanks, guys. Go to the WGRsummit.com. We want to see you there. We're going to be announcing ticket sales middle of June only to the people on that list. If you're not on that list, you're not attending. I've already got... Somewhere around 500. We're, only, we're limiting it to 500 tickets to the event. I've already got as that many or more on the wait list ready to buy. We're limiting the VIP tickets to 50 people in the VIP section, okay? Plus my mastermind partners. So we've already got a bunch of those taken up. So you've got to be on that list. That's where we're announcing it, okay? We need you guys there if you want to be involved with it. If you're not there, I can't offer you the opportunity. Thank you so much for being a part of my community. Appreciate you. Love you. We'll see you guys.
Hey, it's Colton Lindsay with The Colton Lindsay Show, and I want to say thanks for listening to today's episode where I interview people that are creating awesome real estate sales businesses, making financial freedom happen, and ultimately living an amazingly fulfilled life. Today's episode was sponsored by the WGR Academy, where you can get a copy of the five levels of a real estate agent training absolutely free at www.the5levels.com. That's T-H-E, the number five, levels.com. Also, the WGR Mastermind is accepting applications right now for agents that are committed to grow their business, grow their financial freedom, and live a fulfilled life. You can apply now at www.thewgrmastermind.com. That's thewgrmastermind.com. Thank you for listening in. Hope you enjoyed the show. We appreciate you.